0: How many of us as parents have ever told our kids, just keep looking, right? I have. I say it all the time to my kids. Dad, I can't find my shoe. Well, it's not gone. Keep looking, right? I'm pretty sure we did not throw one shoe away, so keep looking. Better yet, how many of you wives have ever told your husband, keep looking? And we're going, and we're going... We're going, it's not there. My wife has ninja skills, I swear. I mean, you know, she can sit there and be like, it's on the shelf in the refrigerator right here behind this. I'm like, it's not there, baby. It is not there. She gets up and comes, walks over, and it's right where she said it was. I don't know how she planted it, but it wasn't there, right? And she says, keep looking. That's the title of today's message. It's keep looking. Now, what this message is about this morning is about seeking after the right things. To keep looking, to keep seeking. How many of us realize that there is a difference between looking for something and seeking after something? There just is, right? In the Webster's Dictionary, the the word seek, it is a transitive verb that means to go in search or quest of. To search for by going from place to place. To inquire about, to ask for, or to endeavor to find by any means necessary. In the biblical usage for that word seek, it says this, it says to seek in order to find, to seek a thing, to seek by thinking, meditating, reasoning, or inquiring into, to seek after, to seek for, to aim at, to strive after, to require or demand, to crave or demand something from someone. That is what this word seek means. Now, far too often, we tend to just look for things instead of seeking after things. And God is wanting us to seek after Him. So, point number one this morning is what are you seeking? Based off of that definition, that thing that you are on a quest for, that thing that you are willing to go after no matter what it takes, no matter how hard it is, think to yourself, what are you seeking? For some of us, it might be, man, I'm just really seeking happiness. For some of us, it might be, I am seeking meaning to my life. I am seeking a better career. I am seeking after fame or fortune or money. What are you seeking? Because the reality is, is that we are all seeking something. And my question is, what is it that you're seeking? And this can be a hard question for us to answer honestly. Honestly. Because sometimes we can go, well, I know what the right answer is supposed to be, but I also know what the reality is in my life at this moment. And the enemy loves to just, when all of a sudden we come to this realization of going, you know what, yeah, I'm not seeking everything the way I was supposed to, I'm not seeking the things that I need to, the enemy loves to come in and just go, oh yeah, see how bad you are. Man, look at you. You're not even seeking the right things. Oh man, and he just beats us up over and over and over and over and over again. And then what does that cause us to do? It causes us to stop seeking anything. We need to be people who are seeking after God. Who are seeking after his heart. Who are seeking after his face. Who are seeking after the very nature, the very character of God. In Psalms 103, verse 7, the psalmist writes, talking about God, he says, He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. When you go back and read the story and you read all of this stuff in context, there's this reality that Moses was seeking God. People were seeking God's benefits. If we're not careful we can fall into the trap of we we can fall into the trap of seeking the hand of God instead of seeking his face and we need to be very very careful about that I don't just want to seek God for what he can do for me i need to seek God because of who he is God is not a cosmic vending machine who I just go seek after whenever I want something. God, I really need this, so I'm going to be really good today. Come on, right? We need to have a heart that says, God, I just want to seek you with everything. See, when our relationship becomes that that we treat God like a vending machine. Our relationship with him becomes transactional rather than transformational. The reality is is that God wants to transform my life, not just give me neat things. And we have to make sure that our heart is at a place of saying, God, I want my life to be transformed by you. And I declare that you're good. And I stand on the truth even when Things don't happen the way I think they should happen. I'm still willing to seek you. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25, Jeremiah writes this. He says, The Lord is good to those who wait, hopefully and expectantly for him. To those who seek him, inquire of and for him and require him by right of necessity And on the authority of God's word. The Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for him. To those who seek him. And then it tells you how to seek him. The way that we're supposed to seek. Sometimes we can... When we are looking for things from God instead of seeking after the heart of God... We can get discouraged when we don't see things the way that we think they should be going. And we we tend to sit there and go, well, I mean, I guess this just isn't working. I guess I'll just give up looking for a little while. But point number two this morning is that there is a cost of seeking. Seeking actually costs us something. I can look around this room and it doesn't really cost me anything. If I am seeking for something, if somebody told me that there was a quarter hidden underneath one of these chairs, I probably wouldn't do it for a quarter. If somebody told me it was a $100 bill underneath one of these chairs, and I went seeking for something, it's going to require a little bit of work on my part. I'm going to have to start lifting up the chairs and looking, right? Right? They have to start getting, hey, you know what, maybe you should move for a second so I can check something out. You know, whatever it might be. There is a cost involved when you're seeking after something. Don't give up because things don't happen as fast as you want them to. Remember, the very first definition of seek is that it's a quest. I think of all those explorers who just went around the world from the beginning of history. When they left where they were from and they went to somewhere new, it was a quest. They knew it was going to be difficult. They knew it was going to be, that there was going to be a lot of hardship. They knew that there was a very strong possibility they would never see what they left behind ever, ever again. And it was worth it because we are seeking something better than what we've ever had. Think of that guy who the first guy was to actually conquer Mount Everest. He thought, I can do that. He may have had some liquid courage in him when he made that decision. I don't know. But he thought, you know what? Sounds like a good idea. I can do that. And he trained. People still train. People still Go through the process, and you have to do all these different things to get yourself acclimated to the right environment so that you can accomplish that goal, so that you can seek after. But you have to be willing to count the cost in order to do it. When we seek Jesus, more than everything else, it is always worth it. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter seven, verses seven and eight. He says, "Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open." That verse there. I love the way that this translation does it at the beginning because it says keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. The entire way that this is structured within, within the Greek language is that it's it's something that you have to keep doing. It's not like, ooh, I sought him, I found him, now I'm good forever. No, I mean, I am as far as my eternal salvation goes, but I want to continue seeking him to know him more. Keep seeking, and you're going to keep finding keep asking and you're going to keep getting answers keep knocking and the door will keep being open to you in first chronicles chapter 16 says this it says oh give thanks to the lord call upon his name make known his deeds among the people sing to him sing praises to him tell of all his wondrous works Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Psalm 105, verse 4 says this: it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. The cost of seeking after God, the cost of actually doing something is that I have to continue to do what God has called me to do. Jesus tells us, keep on asking, keep on seeking. Two other places in scripture, it says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Are you willing to pay the price to just seek his presence always? Are you willing to leave everything else behind for the the desire to know him more? Friends, money, fame, all of those things that we think we want. And all of those things even in and of themselves are not wrong. But if they become our attitude of I'm going to seek those things instead of seeking God... That's where the problem becomes. God is not opposed to you having friends. He's not opposed to you having money. He's not opposed to you having nice things. He's not opposed to you taking great trips. He's not opposed to any of that. But what is it that my heart is seeking after? Am I seeking after him or am I seeking after the stuff? Point number three this morning is The reward of seeking. So we have, what are you seeking? And then there's a cost of seeking. No matter what it is that we are going after, there's always a cost associated with it. And then point number three is the reward of seeking. When we seek and we don't give up, we will always find the treasure. I know of stories of people. I don't actually know any of these people personally. I know of stories of people who have given all of their life savings to go find some huge treasure that they think exists. Anybody ever watch that Oak Island show on Discovery or on whichever one it was, Travel Channel, something? I mean, man, those guys have gone broke several times seeking after a treasure that they think exists exists because they're in their mind they're saying the reward if i find it is worth way more than anything that i've spent to find it up until this point if people are willing to do that for natural treasure i don't necessarily have a problem with if you can justify it and your wife's okay with it. Sure, go ahead. But you know, but if you're willing to justify all that for something natural, for natural treasure, why are we not willing to sacrifice even more for a much greater eternal reward of knowing Him? In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, God tells us. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. In Psalm 119, verse 2, out of the Passion Translation, it says it like this. What joy overwhelms everyone who keeps the ways of God, those who seek him as their heart's passion. How many of us could use more joy in our life? Right? Because life is just hard sometimes. There are things that just go on and and sometimes you're going, my gosh, I don't know how to do this or what about that. And you know what? I just need more joy. And it says there, what joy does someone find when they seek him with their heart's passion? You want more joy? Seek after his heart. Oh, Chris, it can't be that easy. It is. It really is that simple. It's not easy, but it really is that simple. In Psalm chapter 27, verse 4, David writes this. He says, One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. The one thing that I have asked of the Lord, and that is what I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David understood, I mean, we know from Scripture that David was a man after God's own heart. I love that because David wasn't perfect and he messed up a lot, but his desire was just to know God. The one thing that I seek, because David understood that the greatest reward he could have in his life, he had killed his giants, he had ruled his nations, he had won wars, he had countless wives of all kinds. But he knew that the greatest reward to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and to gaze upon his beauty. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 a writer says this, he says and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. God is the rewarder of those who seek him. But are we willing to seek him? Are we willing to go on a quest to know him more? Understanding that it's going to cost me all of my past. Everything I've known up until this moment, it could cost me. But am I willing to seek after him with everything in me? There are stories of explorers that whenever they went into new lands and they would land ashore, sometimes the the leaders of that group would burn the ships. Hey, we made it after months on end at the ocean. And then the leaders out there lighting the boats on fire. We're here now. We're here. And I'm going for it. I'm not saying that you go burn the ships, all right? But what I'm saying is that we need to make sure that we're not hanging on to the stuff of the past. And instead, we gotta let that stuff go so I can seek after him with everything in my heart. I wanna seek after him more than all the other things. I love that there in Hebrews 11 where it says that God is a rewarder of those who... Sincerely seek him. Other versions say, diligently seek him. And when you read through all this and you put it back together, it goes back and it shows us that Jesus is our reward. When we seek God, Jesus is our reward. Jesus himself tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Many times we seek after all the things to be added to us without actually seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the things that god wants to add to us are not necessarily bad things but our attitude our heart posture has to be at a place that says it doesn't matter about the stuff i just want to seek him i want to seek the kingdom of god and his righteousness because when i do that then all the stuff doesn't really matter and if i get it fantastic if i don't fantastic We need to have an attitude that says, I just want to seek Jesus so I can know Jesus more. When I survey the old rugged cross, I just want to know who the Christ is and what he's done. And I want to know him more. Paul says, he goes, I want to know Christ and the fellowship of his suffering. Paul's main goal in life was to know Jesus and to make him known to others. And he kept seeking, kept asking, kept knocking. And God kept doing more and more and more inside of him. I want us to be a people who are just seeking his face so that we can know his character and not only know his benefits. I love the benefits of God. They are incredible. I mean, the Bible even tells us, don't forget his benefits. But I don't want my attitude to be one of seeking after the benefits. I want my attitude to be one of seeking after God. A couple weeks ago, I talked on just simply Jesus. And this just goes right on along with that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. If there's areas of your life that you're realizing, man, I'm not seeking God first, I'm not seeking his kingdom first, then just simply recognize it and say, God, forgive me of that. And Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth and help me walk into the things that you've asked me to do so that I can seek first his kingdom. And it's going to be a process. It's not like all of a sudden you prayed that prayer in this afternoon, you're going to be like, I never wanted anything selfish ever again. No, that's just not the way that it works. It's a process of dying to ourselves daily and learning who He is and seeking after Him more and more and more and pushing in to say, No, I'm, I'm going to get past all the other stuff and I'm going to leave it behind so that I can just seek after His heart. Does this make sense this morning? Guys, as, as we are getting ready to start this new season of fall and school, football and everything else, you know, that's getting ready to happen. As we're getting ready to start this new season, ask God, say, God, I want, I want to seek you more and show me practically how to seek you more. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. We're going to pray and be dismissed and we're going to have people up here who would love to pray with you after service. If you need prayer for anything, please, um, you know, uh, Feel free to come up and get prayer. Also, we're gonna have snacks in the back in a moment too and uh, stick around in fellowship as well. Father, we love you. God, we just thank you so much for everything you're doing in each one of our lives. God, I thank you for just the reminder that we need to seek you more. God, I ask that you would just reveal to us all those areas where we've been seeking other things and not seeking you. God, show us those things so that we can just repent. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would then give us the strength, the grace, the desire to seek God more today than I did yesterday. Every single day. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, have a wonderful week. Uh, Don't forget about the different meetings throughout the week. And otherwise, we'll see you all next Sunday.